Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to United Hour, your one-stop shop for all things Manchester United. I'm your host, Imran. And I'm Jamie. Yeah, we weren't actually going to do a podcast, but then a miraculous thing happened. Man United won a game of football whilst playing quite well. Uh, so we thought we'd <laughs> we'd mark this tremendous occasion with a podcast because it's been all doom and gloom lately. As you all know, most podcasts, we just come here and lament everything. So nice to get some positivity back into the world. Uh, Jamie, um, did you enjoy yesterday's game for a change? For a change, yeah. It was quite nice to sit and watch a Manchester United game and see a few goals, enjoy the football that was being played, but it just kind of sucks at the same time because there's literally nothing to play for. There was no real importance attached to the game so it was one of those it was like yeah it was nice to enjoy the game for a change but then you were, you are kind of left thinking it's a shame that that just means absolutely nothing mm. anyway but never mind it was just nice to watch a game of football and actually enjoy it well you say that but this did i think pretty much give us a europa league place um yeah, well, there's still a bit of work to do there but i think uh, this puts us uh i think three points of west ham even if they win their game in hand um, and I think West Ham really, they're putting all their eggs in the Europa League basket, so I wouldn't suspect them to take a lot more points for the rest of the league season anyway. But um, yeah, it was still, you know, obviously we don't want that Conference League position at all. Um, so in terms of that, yeah, it's not important in the grand scheme of things, but there is, there is something going on it. Um, but yeah, all in all, it wasn't really the most meaningful game. But we ultimately, we have been terrible in a lot of games. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so it was just nice to see us play well. Um, I, I think people say as well, Brentford, oh, they're on the beach, yada, yada. But they've actually been in decent form, Brentford. I don't think they've lost that in quite a few games. Um, and what I would also say is, when other teams have been crap, we've managed to out-crap them. So for us to actually play well against the team, even though they're not playing well, was quite nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on Brentford, they are in really good form. They kept Spurs to one shot I think it was last week when they managed to draw that game they thumped Chelsea either the week before or the week before that and just in general playing quite well and even the first 5-10 minutes I kind of put in the chat saying Ericsson's playing excellent he was spreading the ball really well and some really really lovely passes and they looked quite confident for the Mm. first 5-10 minutes Um, so you could see they were thriving off of that and yeah as you said like when teams have gave us a chance and allowed us to try and get back at, say, Arsenal and Spurs and the like, we have then proceeded to be even worse. And it's just been a really strange eight weeks where you go into the game just thinking you're going to either get thumped, that we're going to concede some stupid goals, we aren't going to be very good to watch. So... It was just nice, just to, even after the first goal went after the first goal went in. We didn't then just kind of revert to what we have been showing for the last six or seven weeks. It was just actually a good game of football. There was lots of confidence from the likes of Ronaldo and Mata and Matic, and even Fernandez to an extent. It was just a bit more confident on the ball. Was trying a bit more things that he wasn't trying the last couple of weeks because nothing was coming off. So it was just it was just enjoyable. Mm. There was only one change to the lineup, 
that was Mata coming in for Rashford. Mata, who came on against Chelsea and did quite well for 10 minutes. And I think Rangnick pointed to that pre-match as to why he's been picked as well. Some good performances in training. And then he moved into centre and Bruno out on the left. And um, yeah, that was really... Were you surprised that that changed? I wasn't, actually. I did. I did. I both hoped and kind of expected Mata to start. And I'm glad that he did. Um, so were you surprised... All by the lineup, and what were you uh, expecting uh, a win before the game? I wouldn't go as far as to say expecting a win. Definitely not. I, th- I actually thought it would have been a score draw. And with Mata, I was more hoping he would start, and then to see him actually in the in the lineup, I was pleased with that. Just because I just think we've not used them anywhere near enough in the last. Never mind just even the last. 12 months, going back the last few seasons, I don't think we've used them anywhere near enough. So, was very pleased to see him in the lineup. Um, and Matic is another one. Like, okay, he might not be able to run the game for 90 minutes. He might not be able to do it every single game because in normal circumstances, we play more than once a week. But you're seeing it at the moment. If he's playing once a week, he's... He's still able to dictate games. It's just a shame he's he's not as young as we'd like him to be because he would just be the absolute perfect midfielder to kind of start building around. And he showed it last night, some lovely tackles, some great passing, even a little bit of shithousery where I think it was Ericsson went by him in the second half. And we've kind of all lamented, why aren't we a bit more, not aggressive, just a bit more streetwise with regards to if a team breaks, bring the player down. Don't just don't let them break on us. And he was the one to do that last night. Ericsson kind of took that run in the second half, and rather than let anything happen, he immediately just pulls him to the ground, takes the book, and that's it. And I was kind of happy to see that, just because I was like, we don't do that enough. Hmm. And there's Matic doing it there, just trying to just stop the other team in its tracks. And I was happy with the lineup overall because I just I don't see anybody who was on the bench deserving to start mm. at the moment. There wasn't anybody that I thought has shown anything at all to allow them to start. And then I know we've all kind of said, yeah, we would like to see the younger lads play a bit more. And while that's true, and even though we were against Brentford at home, we have been so bad recently. Like even against Chelsea, I didn't think we were, we were very good at all. And Sometimes if you just throw these young players in, you can you can ha- that can hinder their development as mm. well as help them because they end up coming into a team that is not playing well. Loads of players want to leave, and they find it really tough going off the back of that. So, yeah, lineup was as expected. Really pleased to see Mata, and yeah, more or less from the fifth minute on, I kind of thought this is going to be a good. Perf- the, it's going to be a decent performance, yeah. I actually did think we'd win. I thought we'd win comfortably, just for the sole reason that I wasn't at Old Trafford. Uh, the last game, the last time I've seen us win at Old Trafford was when you and me were there at West Ham. Yeah, uh, right, still not okay. seen it. Still not seen us win <laughs> since, and because I couldn't go yesterday because it was Eid, Eid Mubarak, everyone. Um, yeah, couldn't go, so I knew we'd win, and we did. Um, I want to touch on both Matic and Mata. So I'll just quickly on Matic again, thought he was excellent. I would actually say. He's probably been our fourth best player this year. I mean, Obviously, the top the top three, De Gea, Fred and Ronaldo. But beyond that, you're kind of like scraping around. And I would probably put Matic as fourth. I would agree with him up there because he doesn't let you down when he plays. Yeah, you know I mean, exactly what you're going to get. You're gonna, he's going to come in, he's going to keep the ball, he's going to keep it passing, he's going to be able to tackle. He reads the hmm. game well. And... Wait. I would agree with that, yeah. He would be He's up a there. midfielder who does midfieldery things. Yeah. And he has put it... Generally, I think if you go back and look at the season, his disappointing performance has come when he's been overplayed. Yeah. Like twice in a week. But I think when you play him once a week, as we've said, I think he he, he does not let you down. Um, and it just brings that calmness and that just excellent passing and just, again, a midfielder doing midfieldery things to the, the game. Yeah, I would definitely have him be in the... The top of the next tier after Fred Ronaldo and De Gea. It's not um, just his passing in terms of like five, ten yard passing and keeping the ball, because we've all lamented for so long about so many players' ability to pass the ball, to keep the ball, just general possession. 
and that he is good at that. But then you've seen with the goal that he set up for Chelsea, the lovely pass over the top, and okay, mm. Ronaldo is an excellent touch and finish, but it's still even that vision to try that pass. Last night, it was the pass into Mata, who then lays it in for Ronaldo's offside goal. No, it was Bruno who led that pass. Oh, sorry, Bruno for that one. But His pass yesterday was to Bruno in the second half, where yeah. Bruno just put it wide. That was a beautiful sorry, pass. Yeah, still that's the, the right one, yeah. And it's just passing like that. It's just vision that he just tries something that I don't think any, apart from maybe Bruno, nobody else really tries. It's mm. You aren't going to get it from McTominay or Fred or whoever else we play in midfield, they just aren't going to do it just because they don't have that ability. And yeah, as I said, it's just a shame that he's going to leave and you're sitting thinking if he was five years younger, it would just be the absolute ideal player to be at the base of our midfield going forward. So it's a shame. Mm. Um, if he had, uh, if Bruno had converted that, there would have been like three assists in three games for Matic actually, which would have been a nice little stat. No. But um uh, my my one of my favorite things about Matic is well I have two favorite things about Matic. One, when he plays a pass, he doesn't like waft his foot and it doesn't bobble a million times and slowly reach there. Uh, the the pass that Maguire always plays out to his fullbacks basically. Um, it's a crisp pass into feet, and if the guy playing play it to doesn't control it, that's on them. Yeah, like the professional footballers control this ball and passing it to you with a bit of oomph, with a bit of meaningful purposeness. So yeah. That's what, and the other thing is that he just doesn't. Sh- he's one of the few players who doesn't shit themselves when people like press them, especially in, like, it was very noticeable in the Liverpool game. Like people pressing him, he's like, "Yeah, and I'll, I've got the ball. I can just pass it, or I can hold you off because I'm big." Uh, so that's one thing I like about him as well. Sometimes he do- sometimes it does kind of get him in trouble when he gets a bit too lax and a bit too callous. But just the the general idea that you don't have to shit yourself when you're being pressed is something that I think we've lost as a a, a team in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. Well, we definitely know that was his last game at Old Trafford yesterday. He is going at the end of the season. He's confirmed it. Um, I think it's a shame. I actually think I realise that um, obviously people are upset with our aging squad, but we've got so many people going out. I would not mind keeping Matic around as like a backup, a backup backup kind of thing. But he obviously wants to play a lot more than that. But that's fair enough. Uh, how is how is Matic's legacy at Old Trafford for you um, after these years? I don't think it's in the success or the failure bracket. I think it's in the middle. And I remember being really quite pleased when we signed him under Mourinho because I just thought, I've always liked him at Chelsea. I know exactly what he's going to bring. And even that first game that he played for us, it was like, bloody hell, we've actually signed a bit of a midfield general here. Somebody that can actually just do everything that they need to do in the midfield and I just think there's so many things have went wrong especially in midfield around him and I'm not sure that's down to him at all I just think as you said like we've lost the ability with so many players who are not press resistant at all and he is trying to do the job of say two players at once in some games I feel we try and overplay him at the same time as well, as you said, instead of just doing one game a week, which he can absolutely still do. I just think it's a shame that he's leaving now because when he signed for us, I wish he was signed for us now, if that makes sense, mm, because yeah. I do think we would see a lot more out of him and we would get a lot more out of him as opposed to yeah, it's a bit middle of the road. And it is a shame because I do really like him as a player. I really like him as a pro because I think without naming names, certain players should take on board how he behaves professionally. And when he goes off the pitch, you don't hear much from him at all. You don't hear anything bad from him anyway. No criticism, no moaning, nothing like that. Just gets on with it, just a typical pro. And... Well, yeah, I understand the need for moving on and it is an aging squad, as you said. He is actually one player I wouldn't mind if he did stick around, but I do see the benefit of trying to start moving players on. But yeah, I do like him and I think it is a shame. Yeah, I always liked Matic. Um, 
sad to see him go, but yeah, I, I remember him. I remember him quite fondly. Uh, I always liked him. Good pro, as you said. Um, the other person who potentially was saying goodbye in the game yesterday, although it's not confirmed yet, to be fair. Um, we just kind of assume because his contract expiring and it seems like the club's not offering him one. Um, so fair enough. On that front is uh, Juan Mata. Got it. Yeah, I, I mean, everything... Well, I, I'll caveat everything that we're going to say in the next five minutes with I am an unabashed Juan Mata lover yeah, of too. all things Juan Mata. So if you, everything you can, I'm going to say you can take with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I thought it was absolutely magnificent yesterday. I thoroughly enjoyed watching him. And I was really good to that. I wasn't all traffic to watch it live because it was just a lovely performance of skill, technique, touch, uh, passing, movement. I just, I really enjoyed it. It seemed like Ronaldo really enjoyed it as yeah. well, like linking up with him. Bruno, Bruno's always, for me, and they're not done it enough to be fair, but whenever Bruno and Matt are on the pitch, Matt Bruno seems to have a really good time. And I think they are good mates in real life. So that's probably one thing that adds to it. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoyed the performance yesterday. Oh, me too. Um... I, you can always tell how other players, like the way other players appreciate other players on the pitch. And as you said, Ronaldo, Bruno, even other midfield players like McTominay and the defenders all just seem to appreciate having Mata on the pitch. Somebody that can receive the ball, doesn't need to take two or three touches. It's literally just receive the ball and pass it off. But it isn't always a sideways or back way pass. He's always looking to split the lines running behind, for goodness sake. Like, that's just allowing him that free roll where you're not saying, stay out wide right, stay out wide left. Let him just free roam in behind Ronaldo and with Bruno. And some of the some of the football at times is great. Even just like, I really wish he'd scored that goal where, oh, where been he plays it into Ronaldo. Ronaldo does a brilliant reverse kind of pass back in a little flick. It just takes that deflection so it bobbles up and unfortunately goes wide because that would have been some goal if that went in. And I kind of said after that in the chat that I, I, I was hoping and praying for Matt to get a goal last night because his performance was excellent and he really deserved it. And I also am a big Mata fan and it really annoys me to think for the last, certainly the last two years anyway, we have not used him anywhere mm. near enough especially against teams that we struggle to break down and you just you just look at his movement and you look at how comfortable he is receiving the pass and as I said and how other players respond to him I think we've really missed the trick not playing him more and it was kind of, I was kind of gutted last night to just watch him and think yeah that's his last game and I remember when we signed him in 2014 and how excited I was anyway, just because I loved him. I love watching him play for Chelsea. I just thought he was brilliant. Love watching him play for Spain, and it's it's just difficult to think what could it. Well, imagining what could have been, in the sense that if we'd have just played him centrally, off a striker, we could have had a lot more fun games mm. like last night, where you just see players enjoying themselves, a lot of space from a lot of good movement. Um. Yeah. So it was kind of annoying to think of what might have been, but I love Mata. I just love him as a guy. Love him as a pro. Love him as a player. I'm mm. disappointed if he leaves. I think. Um. I think probably if you if you added up the amount of times he's played as number ten since he signed, it'd probably be like maybe like twenty yeah. max, thirty maybe. Like um, and definitely not a run of games. So. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, a lot of people obviously do not, didn't like him on the right wing. I didn't mind him on the right wing, but obviously that's not his trusted position. But he still had some good times under LVG, um, under... I'll always I remember a, a bit, one field, but, for God's yeah, sake. I mean, well, like, he was, that, that one game alone, he was awesome. Absolutely You could argue awesome. that that's probably the highlight of our post Fergie time, <laughs> one field. Um, I, yeah, I... He's. It's a shame that we've never really got the number ten out of him. Whether that's on him, whether that's on the the manager of the club, whatever. But I agree with you. The last two years, we should have used him more. And it's a bit bizarre to me. Like you said, like I'm not. I'm not here saying, oh, one match should start every game. He should have been playing Liverpool, City, whatever. I get. I get. Like he can't start every game. Nor should he be in the in those kind of games. But when we play in the smaller teams, 
I don't see, I feel like there was definitely a space for him in the side more than we have seen. And people say, oh, it's only Brentford. But then, yeah, it was, it was only Everton a few weeks ago. It was only Watford twice this season. It was only, I don't know, who else did we draw to that we shouldn't have drawn to Burnley? Like, all these teams we struggle against, like, yeah, it's only these teams, but we never beat them. So, well, oh, we struggle. So it would have been good to see him in. And it's weird because last season he actually, um, he had a, a, a slight run of games at the beginning of last season where um, I think there was a few injuries and he played against Newcastle. We won 4-1. Oh, was that? No, yeah, that was last season. Yeah, we won 4-1 at Newcastle yeah. last season. And he was really good. And he didn't assist. And then he played against Chelsea. Uh, and he was good in that game, and he went off, and then suddenly we stopped playing football after he went off, and then we played, he played against Everton, and we won that game, and he was good. Um, and then, kind of, he came out of the squad a bit, played the game against West Ham, where, well, no, he came on, came on the, off the bench against West Ham, helped change the game. Remember losing 1-0? And then it was the game that uh, Pogba scored, the goal that Henderson oh, kicked yeah, out. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. That's yeah, and right. he came on, and he played a beautiful assist to Rashford. Um... And again, helped change that game. And then basically after that, nothing. Didn't see him all. And that, yes, that was the time when he had, uh, I think, a family bereavement. Yeah. Later in the season. That's right, yeah. And uh, he just wasn't around. But then we just never saw him after that. Um, and it was kind of the time where Ollie was just playing the same players over and over again. And it kind of worked towards the end of the season. Um, and then, yeah, last season, or this season, just not at all until now, really. Um, and he is odd because he could have offered a lot more, and especially I can Ole kind of really the focus was so on pace and counter attack, and there was no plan B, really it seemed, and that was evident because we never made any subs with Ole anyway, did we? He hated subs. Yeah, all right. And um, it's, it's exactly like what you're saying with regards to people saying it's only Brentford. I get that, and I know that. It's the end of the season. They might already be thinking of the holidays, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But as you said, we literally have struggled to beat everybody this season. Every single game, even ones we win at the moment, are a real, apart from last night, are a real hard slog. We really struggle to get through games. And I just think, especially as you said, Everton away... The Burnley games, the Watford games. You can't tell me he wouldn't have offered something. Mm, especially like, when you consider who who has been playing exactly, this season yeah. as well. Like everyone else seems to got a chance, a lot of chances, uh, too many chances you could say with some people. And yeah, um, it's bizarre. Um, what I was going to say as well, just as a general point, do you think there is too much focus on pace, maybe in football and with us? I always do. People always go on about, oh, he's not. He's like his pace, 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 this, pace, that. The ball moves faster than any player. The football brain moves faster than any player. And I kind of hope when we like people, we talk about Ruben Neves coming, and I would love Ruben Neves. People say, "Oh, he's too slow. He's too slow. He's too slow." It's like I'm not, I'm not bothered by his pace because he's got a football brain. and He can move the ball faster than he can run. Um, I feel like, it's a, and ultimately, that's what I want. I really hope we focus on technical, technical footballers who can play football well, who've got a good football brain, who can take an instant touch, who can pass the ball, keep the ball, look after the ball. That's what I hope we focus on. I feel there's too much focus on pace and power. I don't know what you think about that. No, I agree, but I, th- I think the game itself has kind of moved that way. So if you look at, say, Liverpool, for example, they've got bloody good players, yeah, likes of Salah and Mane and Alexander-Arnold. It seems as though there's so much emphasis that, like on fitness and athleticism and running yourself fit- into the ground for 90 minutes. Fitness is fitness and pace are different, though. You can be not quick and have fitness. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, but I mean th- even if you look at like the likes of Liverpool, for example, there's pace all over the pitch, but not necessarily in the middle of the in the middle of the pitch. Mm. Yeah, and they don't have much in the middle of the pitch to be fair. And it's because they just work hard. They've got mm. guys that work hard that are very good technically and can keep the ball. And they, they supplement that by having guys up front, yeah, who are fast, very fast. But they also have fullbacks who are fast. But the middle of the pitch and the centre halves don't necessarily have to be blitz like. They can mm. just be very fit, good technical players 
that can keep the ball. And I would love Neves as well. And I, if we signed him, I would not care if people started, like, if people were concerned with the lack of pace and speed. I don't really care. Can he read the game? Yeah. Can he tackle? Yeah. Can he score? Exactly. Yeah. Can he assist? Yeah. Well, bloody hell, he would come in and do stuff in our midfield that we haven't been doing for 18 months, two years. So I would immediately be like, yeah, go and sign him. Because he would straight away be one of the most important players in the team. And it is as if like there's so much emphasis on pace all over the pitch. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't need that. Mm. Up front, yeah, fine. Because if you want to really press high and put teams under pressure, it isn't just fitness, yeah, you need pace. If you want to be playing with flying win-backs, yeah, fine. But I just think, and it's certainly in the middle of the pitch, I just think there's too much emphasis placed on how fast players are. Like, even last night, for example, with Ronaldo, we, we scored that goal, the offside one, and it's not blistering pace that gets in behind. It's a clever pass in behind to Mata and a first pass in time to Ronaldo. And okay, he's offside. But you but we score that goal by clever movement and clever passing. And there is a bit of explosive pace at the end of it. But to manufacture the chance, it's not down to outrageous pace. It's down to clever, good football and movement. Mm. And... I'm a bit of that opinion as well, that when we go into the market, I don't want to just see us go after guys that are just electric and fast. I would actually rather see us buy technical players and gifted players that we know are going to be able to actually move the ball about and be a bit press resistant, as you said, instead of just panicking every single time somebody puts the press on. That's more what I'm bothered about for next season. I agree. And um, I mean... (sighs) Last point, but you look at City. How many rapid players does City have? Kyle Walker and Sterling, I guess. I don't think anyone else in the team is. I would I would describe them as rapid or anything. I would maybe put like uh, Mares in there, but rapid's not, Mares isn't that quick anymore. He's just very very skillful and has a good like burst. Yeah, I suppose yeah, but um, it's not it's not all about pace with them either. As you yeah, said, exactly. it's just about how you move the ball and where yeah. players move into position. Yeah. And that was that was Mata yesterday, just getting the ball, moving it on. I, I said the Ronaldo offside goal, ball over to Mata, one touch to Bruno, one touch back to Mata, one touch to Ronaldo. That that's football is football can be quick without quick players because the ball was faster and people making sharp movements is faster than someone running. So yeah, there you go. Uh, that was a Juan Mata loving section. Uh, I'll be really sad to see him go. Um, I do hope though. So. There's still two more games. I hope he starts the next game. I don't see why he shouldn't, and I don't see why Mata shouldn't either. Um, based on yesterday might not go as well but i feel like they've definitely earned that earned that start um we're going to take a quick break and when we come back after talking about these two oldies in matic and matter we're going to talk about the youngster of ronaldo hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus welcome back yes cristiano ronaldo Scored yet again yesterday, another, a lovely penalty. Uh, basically all his own work after he absolutely bodied Henry. And Henry <laughs> made one of the dumbest tackles I've ever seen in my life. Uh, hilarious bit of play. Um, he has been magnificent lately, I have to say. And yesterday he was really pulling out the party tricks. Couple of flicks, roll up passes. Again, more hard work. Slide tackle at one point to impact possession. Um, are you enjoying Ronaldo at the moment? Oh, definitely. I mean, that last night was 
just an excellent centre forward performance, holding the ball up, flicks, allowing players to get in and around him, laying it off, like we said, they already like the matter chance, but there were so many other kind of wee reverse passes into space to get somebody else moving on. The tracking back where I think he actually pushed McTominay out the way to get back and tackle the Brentford player. And the pet winning the penalty was hilarious because as you said, he just, he just body checks the defender out out the road. And it was almost like an ego thing where Henry comes back in annoyed at what's just happened and is determined to take him down. And it's just funny like watching Kino last night because he was tearing his hair out like, why is the defender that stupid there? You've been beat to the ball, fine. You've got three other teammates literally between Ronaldo and the goal. Like, let them deal with it. And it was just hilarious like how absurd his tackle was and... When he did get the penalty, you just had absolutely no doubts whatsoever. Like, have you seen the footage of Matic? I think he's got his back to the penalty being taken and he's already got his arms in the air celebrating because that's just like... It, it just felt like that. It just felt like he, he just was not going to miss. No, and not with the farm he's in. He's just in brilliant form. Um, I wonder if... It's just that when you start thinking about the offside goals, he was offside last night. The one against Arsenal, I'm still not convinced was offside. Uh, there was the one against Liverpool earlier in the season. And I'm trying to think the other one, was it against Chelsea? I'm not sure. There was another one um, as well. And they've all been very, very tight, like on the line. And it's just incredible to think. So he's already, eight, what is it, 18 in the league? Could have had a few more. 24 overall. And he easily could be matching Salah in terms of Premier League goals. He could already be over 25 in all competitions for the season. It's just insane numbers because when you just look at how badly we normally struggle to score goals and make chances, him putting these numbers up is just frightening. Frighteningly good. I've got no doubt at all in my mind that if he'd have went to Man City, the title would already be done. And he would, and he would, he would be on 30, goal, 30 league goals for the season, without a doubt. Mm. I think... Um... Yeah, the Arsenal offside was. I think he, he, if they say if they put the lines up, he was offside. So fair enough, he's offside. Yes, he he probably shouldn't have been offside yesterday. To be fair, no, he shouldn't. He have, could yeah. see where the ball was, and he probably should have could have stayed behind it. He had a bit of a yard on the defender anyway, but um, but yeah, he's just been very good. Um, do you think he's still here next season? Or that is that is the big question. Um, apparently, there was some something where he, he someone uh, someone lip 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 read him yesterday. Lip read. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, saying that uh, he said, uh, I'm not finished. And then Ronaldo said, I did, not, I did not say that. So he is finished. I don't know. We don't know. But what we do know is that um, he has got another year on his contract. Do you think he's going to stay? I... Do you hope he stays? Two questions. Think he stays, hope he stays. Do I hope he stays? Absolutely. I would be devastated if he left in the summer. Just, And I know amongst our own guys... He's a very divisive player, and I think it's only Ed now. To be fair, well, maybe, I think maybe it's only Ed and but, Nick a bit. But to be fair, I would be devastated if he left purely because he's proved. Not, there was the middle period of the season where he, he struggled a bit, but the start of the season and these last whatever it is six weeks or so, he's just been incredible, and he's proven how good he still is. And I would be gutted if he left. Do I think he'll stay? I thought last night, watching his performance, how he enjoyed himself, everything after the game, I did think he was going to. But seeing that, because I saw that bit about somebody put up saying he, they, let, they read what he said and it was him saying he'll stay. And actually his own account then saying, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm not so sure now if I'm being honest, and part of me does think if a team in the Champions League comes in from, say, I don't know, say Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, so PSG think they'll take him as a short-term option. And I've also read, apparently Lewandowski's going to go to Barcelona, so yeah. Bayern Munich might look at a short-term fix as well. So if one of those comes in, I think it... I wouldn't be surprised if he did go, just because... <laughs> People saying he'll stay because he gets the salary that he gets with us. 
I, I'm not convinced that's a massive thing for him, really. I, I think he's more concerned about things like records and his Champions League tally and how many goals mm. he can score. And I'm a bit torn now between do I think he'll stay, yes or no? I honestly don't know. I'm right down the middle. What do you think? Uh, I, I hope he stays because obviously those goals are important and we've got too many players leaving anyway. Yeah. To the I'd, I'd rather our top scorer didn't leave. Um, will he stay? I do think he will, actually. Um, and, unless Ten Hag really doesn't want him, which I'm not, I'm not sure will be the case. I think he will stay for another year. Uh, I think the prospect of having a season at Old Trafford where we actually do well might appeal to him because this, otherwise, it kind of he goes down as a season. Although he won't be a failure, it's a bit of a failure of a season. Um, I think that might be a driver for him. But yeah, I, I also though I agree if PSG come in for him or Bayern, then maybe I could see him leaving. Hope he doesn't know. And yeah, like I said. Excellently taken penalty uh, yesterday. The only other two couple of things to round off from yesterday's game is um, Bruno Fernandes. Quickly, I'll touch on him. Uh, what do you think of him off the left? I quite liked him off the left yesterday. Uh, it was a more restrained performance um, as well um, from him than we get in the middle. But I, I, did, I did quite like him off the left. I don't know that maybe we could see that more. I enjoyed his performance more last night, yeah, but... As we kind of touched on before, I'm not sure if it's maybe more because he had matter inside him and he, and he enjoyed having that type of profile of a player inside, so it wasn't just falling to him, like all the creative mm. burden. Um, but I did like him off the left. I thought he was a bit more restrained and he wasn't trying some of the absolutely mental passes that he's been trying the last few weeks, but some of his passing at times last night was excellent. He was a bit more open to just keeping the ball instead of just trying some silly pass. And I mean, a silly pass that you can just tell is going to go absolutely nowhere or is never going to come off. He's a bit more open to keeping it. And maybe the goal helped as well after nine minutes. Mm. It just maybe gave him a bit more confidence as well. But no, I just enjoyed his performance and it was much more like how we know Bruno can play. I was just a bit disappointed he didn't score that chance in the one second half yeah I, th- I thought he took it a bit too far wide if I'm being honest when he runs onto the ball I thought his touch was a bit yeah, heavy touch, and touch took him away a bit and it, it makes it a really difficult finish from that wide an angle but I would have liked to have seen him score that but yeah much better from him I thought and uh, Varane's first goal as well a nice finish although it took a deflection uh, hopefully he scores a few more next season and hopefully he's fit next season, to be honest with you. Uh, I think these sporadic games hasn't helped him, and it's been hard to judge him, really. He's been okay, but, yeah, it's hard to get a real grip on Varane when he's missing so often. Um, but hopefully next season we'll see him regularly week in, week out. Um, quick question. Next season, do you, what do you expect our starting pair to be? Do you expect it to be Varane, Varane and Maguire, Varane and Lindelof, Varane and other Maguire and other. What do you what do you what do you expect? Um, Varane and other. Varane and other. Just because I like Lindelof, but I just I, I just don't think you can rely on him a hundred percent either. I am, and I think a centre half probably will be one of the priority positions. Um, so I would expect if every if he was fit. Varane and other because it's just been too many games he's missed this season with injury and it's disappointing because he is a really good player and you just want to see a lot more of him so hopefully he can stay injury free next season and I think it will be a new partner next to him Moving on uh, there was also obviously a send-offs for Cavani and probably Phil Jones, so that was good to see. But one player who didn't get a send-off was Jesse Lingard. Um, yeah, and his brother went to Instagram to bemoan the fact that Lingard did not get a send-off after being at the club since he was nine years old. Um, I can sort of, you know what, I can sort of see where his brother is coming from in the sense that it's not Jesse Lingard tweeting this himself or putting this on himself. Uh, and if it's your, if it's your brother, if it's your family, you would be like you'd you'd want that for your for your sibling, I guess. You would want them to get that moment. 
Um, but I don't agree with him. First of all, right, is his brother his agent? Because I don't I've, know. I've read what, is, this, this a, is this a Harry Kane situation? I've read this somewhere, and I don't know if that's totally accurate. But I've read that his brother represents him as an agent. So that's the first thing. So it's extremely unprofessional if it is his agent to be going on and going mad like that. Two, he was at West Ham for the tail end of last season and wanted to move. And okay, he didn't get the move. He wasn't concerned last year about being able to say bye to the United fans because he was at West Ham. He also wanted to go on loan in January and didn't seem overly concerned about the Manchester, about the United fans and what they thought. And three, even if he had come on last night, he would not have got the reception that Mata and Matic got coming off the pitch, or even what Cavani and Jones got going on the pitch. I honestly believe if he'd have walked on that pitch last night, it would have been apathy. Yeah, I, I, I think he wouldn't have got much of a cheer and. Might have even got a few boos because I just don't think the United fans are that bothered about him anymore. To be perfectly honest, I, th- I just think mm. they're not asked. And I think the whole thing with the <laughs> Skulls saying, I know Jesse won't mind me saying this, but the dressing room's this, that, and the other, that's absolutely not helped considering people had already thought Lingard was one of the guys that was potentially giving out leaks to the media and things like that and what I will say is since that happened last night it's quite telling that six or seven journalists come out more or less straight after his brother put that on Instagram kind of backing Lingard up and there's already a thread kind of on the forum saying that basically tells you that Lingard was one of the guys going to these agent, uh, going to these journalists and providing mm. information and leaks and stuff because the way they've all rallied round him saying it's a disgrace that he's not been given a send off this that and the other I don't really agree and okay like he's been at the club since he was a kid but there's a lot of stuff that's happened over the last 12 months and I just don't agree with him as well I'm just like no I don't really agree with that and yeah. I don't really care well, yeah, team. that's it. I, I I think his brother can Instagram what he wants and jump to his brother's defense. Fair enough, but yeah. Do you think we should have sold, do, well, do you think we should have sold him last year? Do we, yeah, we should have sold him. We should we should always sell players after they have a loan. To be honest, we have. Yeah. There's very few very few occasions I think where if you loan a player after they come back, you shouldn't sell them. Um, very few occasions. Um, and what I would say is also Lingard has had a fair few opportunities over the last week in his cameos. He's had damn sight more than say Mata who in his cameos has done all he can to like put in the effort and kind of give his all whereas I don't think Lingard has done that at all and maybe if Lingard had given his all in some of these appearances maybe he would be starting to... yeah that's I... you know like Mata came on Chelsea did more in 10 minutes than most of the team did in 90 and therefore got a start you know Lingard has come on in quite a few games and just done nothing half-assed it yeah, yeah. so yeah that's Jesse. That's the that's the book on Jesse Lingard. I don't think I do not actually think he'll probably play again for the rest of the season. Nah, I, mean, I don't think so. I I, think, uh, if he didn't think, even get on last night in the last home game, he won't play the either of the two away games. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, we are going to take another quick break now. And when we come back, we'll talk about more Manchester United. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Right, Jim, we're going to play a quick game. Okay. Called, Will They Be Here Next Year? So we know a couple are off, obviously. Yeah. Um, Matic has gone. Lingard has gone for definite. Um, Mata? No, he'll go. Pogba? He'll go. Uh, 
Oh, Cavani, we know. Well, we don't know. Do we know Cavani's going for a fact? I, I think he will. I've, I, I, not for a fact, we don't know, but I just think with the way everything happened last summer and he wanted to leave anyway, we convinced him to yeah. stay when he didn't really want to. And then Ronaldo seems to put his noise out of joint a wee bit. So, yeah, I, I would say he's leaving. Yeah, Cavani, I, I agree. Um, I just wasn't sure if it was confirmed, but yeah, Cavani. Um, Anthony Martial. Leave. I think he'll stay, you know. Oh, I hope not. I really do. I really what think he'll you, stay. What makes you think he'll stay? Bodies. Uh, yeah, that's a fair argument. Lack of, lack of bodies. Uh, and I think maybe Ten Hag might give him a chance. But ultimately, I just think we might need a couple of bodies. So I think Martial might hang around. Um, but then go later. Uh, Marcus Rashford. Stay, but I am not totally sold on that. Uh, I do. I also think Rashford will stay. Again, bodies being a reason. And I do think Ten Hag will actually want to give Rashford a chance and maybe think he can work with him to bring out the best in him. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo? I'll say stay. And that's like, I really, really hope he stays. Uh, Agreed. Uh, Donny van der Beek? I think he'll stay. I think he'll be given a chance by Ten Hag, definitely, since he's worked with him before. Uh, agree with that as well. Um, I do think our midfield next year will be basically uh, well. We Ten Hag likes to play with two eights, and I imagine one of those will be Bruno. So it'll be Bruno uh, and Van der Beek, and another, I think, an incoming. And then I think there'll also be Fred McTominay, uh, James Garner, as well, vied for the couple of positions around them so I think I think that'll be our six midfielders for next year and maybe one, one more if we bring them in I was going to ask you about Garner actually right that, it's a difficult one but say Forrest win this game tonight against Bournemouth mm, and massive then, game everyone oh, should watch this yeah, game I'll definitely be watching that so if, say they win tonight get promoted and are back in Premier League would you keep Garner at United and hope he gets a chance or would you rather see how he gets on at Forest in the Premier League just since he's kind of cemented a place there he's playing really well seems to know the club would you rather we took him back gave him a chance or would you rather he was on loan for an R12 once in the league I mean definitely rather he was on loan at Forest for 12 months just because he will definitely start for them yeah. and he'll get that game time that Conor Gallagher gets at Crystal Palace for example where he'll never get that at United um, that would be the ideal scenario but again I do worry about bodies I'm just wor- I'm just continually worried about how many yeah. players we're going to have next year so I feel like that might dictate the fact that we need him there but then we have Hannibal as well and I feel like Hannibal whilst behind Garner in his development could fill that like youngster on the cusp kind of role so yeah i would rather garner went to forest definitely forest win tonight which i hope they do let me nice to see forest back in the league uh, a couple more of these then uh aaron wambisaka i'll go leave uh, i i think we'll look to move him on agreed i don't think ten Hag will want him as his starting right back and he's he he's too much of an asset to be a backup as in we i think we can actually get something for yeah. him Agreed. Uh, whereas I think Dallow can operate, even though I, I don't think Dallow is very good, <laughs> he can operate as that backup, and there's also Brandon Williams as well. Um, and another, the final big one, Harry Maguire. Uh, again, uh, this comes down to what do I think in terms of what will happen and what do I think should happen? What do I think will happen? He'll stay. So what do you think? Do you think he'll stay or do you think he'll go? I think he'll stay. I think, again, bodies, we're going to lose Jones. We're probably going to lose Bailly. Yeah. So so there's going to be three centre-backs. Body-wise, number-wise, and due to the fact the money that we spent on him, that all, to me, thinks he will be here next year. But do I think he should be here? Probably not. Mm. And... I think he's the whole eighty million thing is just gonna a bit like Pogba to an extent, a bit like any other player that goes for massive money. It's not their fault. It's going to be attached to them all the time, and that is unfair to an extent. But I just don't think he's good enough. I think he's a good defense. Like he, he can defend, yeah, fine. 
everybody always points to England and I always think, yeah, but he's got uber protection playing for England with regards to who's playing next to him, who's playing in front of him. Mm. And he doesn't get that at United. And even if we sign an absolute colossus in defensive midfield, go and sign more strength to play next to him in terms of a right back and another player as cover for centre-half, I just don't think he's good enough. And I think if we ultimately want to be getting better, want to be pushing on, want to have players comfortable on the ball, I just think we need to do better than him. Yeah, well, I, I, I see. I do think we'll buy a centre-back in the summer, which would, and if we do that, you would bleed to believe that, okay, they'll be first choice. And I don't, I don't see Varane being behind Maguire in the pecking order. No. Um, so I kind of see a situation where he will be third choice, even fourth choice, maybe behind Lindelof, but unlikely. But he'll be third choice, and that won't suit him, I guess. And then that's kind of a way for him to leave maybe next summer. Do you know, I, um, I, I was thinking about this last night as well, because Lindelof is now the Swedish captain. Is he? So, I don't. Sweden didn't qualify. Did they qualify for the World Cup? I don't think they did, did they? Uh, no, they didn't. Right. They went out in um, qualifiers. So that's not so much of a thing, but I still think he's he's a young player, Lindelof, and not young as in like early twenties, but mid twenties. For yeah, for cap- a centre back, captain of Sweden. If we sign another centre half in the summer, which I I do think we need to do, and then as you say, Maguire is either then going to be starting with the new centre half or. It's going to be third choice behind Varane and the new centre half. I don't think Lindelof's going to accept being fourth, mm. and that could be a problem because then you've you've then got another centre half pushing to leave because they'll be saying, "I'm not going to sit here and accept being fourth choice centre half because he's captain of Sweden." Yeah. And similar to that, sim- similar to Wan Bissaka, I'd imagine if. Lindelof became available on the market there would be there would be a fair bit of interest in him I can see quite a few teams maybe not elite teams but I can see quite a few teams taking a punt on him and wanting to buy him so just when I was watching the game last night and they were kind of talking about Varane and hopefully he'll be more fit next season and where where are United going to look to strengthen it was just interesting thinking well I'm not so sure Lindelof will accept being fourth choice centre half, and if that becomes a thing because we sign a new centre half, I can imagine he might push to leave, just because he wouldn't mm. accept Maguire and Varane and the new player all starting in front of him. Which, whether you agree with that or not, is is up for debate. But I just think that might be something that happens, and he pushes to leave. I guess I mean you you ideally you want four good centre backs to deal with injuries, but that fourth centre back has to be prepared to maybe not play as much. Um, I get in, in, in the Fergie days, I feel like your fourth centre-back played quite a bit, but that's because Fergie was very good at rotating. Like, I remember when Vidic and Rio were in the pump, Johnny Evans still played loads of games, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and even just because of how... still had John O'Shea. John O'Shea yeah, still played well, he games. was playing full-back more. But yeah, jo- um, Evans especially would play all the time. He'd get loads of games just because of how Fergie would work it. So in that kind of world, maybe Maguire as a third centre-back, will play quite a lot and be happy that Lindelof will get games here and then he'll be happy. But it'll be interesting to see how that managed. Maybe we won't buy a centre-back. If we don't buy... The thing is, if we don't buy a centre-back at all, I don't know who's going to be our fourth choice unless Jones sticks around or Bay sticks around, but unlikely. Because somebody we've um, not even discussed is Twan Zabi. Twan oh Zabi's got to come back well, from should... loan from, like, from Villa or wherever he is. Where he's barely played. He's hardly, he's hardly kicked the ball. So he's going to come back and... If you want to be ruthless about it, he's not good enough either. No, so, we, we we should have sold him the first time he came back from loan. Really, like all these, basically, when players come back from loan, we should sell them. That's generally apart from Van der Beek this summer, which kind of get why we wouldn't sell him because of Ten Hag, obviously. Generally, and he hasn't had much of a chance with us. Generally, when a player goes out on loan, unless they're a youngster, when they come back, they should go. Yeah, and I agree. Dave should go. Uh, I think Henderson should have gone. I don't rate Henderson at all. Nah. He should have gone after Sheffield United when his stock was high. Um, He's another one that when they were talking about the goalkeeping department last night, and I was like, "Yeah, but I'd get rid of Henderson." Like, and he's got a hundred k, isn't he? Or something like yeah, that. exactly. If you shift him on, you then get yet another wedge off the wage bill. You've got a player who isn't really happy about sticking around being second, and 
I don't. I, I'm the same as you. I don't particularly rate him either. Um, and while people might want the hair replaced, I just think there's that many other bloody issues yeah. in the team that I would just rather put up with an R12 once the hair. The hair's been good and go. All right, people have issues with his distribution and whatever, but he's been good at actually goalkeeping. And I just think I would put up with the hair for an R12 months. I'd put up with Tom Heaton being second choice and dealing with it for 12 months and sell Dean mm. Henderson. Because again, if you put him on the market, we will absolutely sell him to yeah. someone. Sad thing is we won't we won't get as much from him now as we would have done oh, yeah. twelve months ago yeah. after that Sheffield United loan. Um and ultimately, even if we do get rid of De Gea, Dean Henderson is not the answer. No, we should not, not replace uh, D- David De Gea with Dean Henderson. Um if people want a player who's like, you know, good distribution, then Henderson definitely isn't the answer. So um yeah, if you're getting rid of De Gea, then it's gotta be an elite keeper from somewhere else coming in. Um that's my take on that. Uh, so yeah, basically going to be lots of changes, obviously lots of upheaval in the summer and lots of incomings. How many, how many players do you think we'll actually get? I'm not asking for specific names. Uh, how many, what number of players, uh, like as in transfers money wise, do you think we'll get in? I'll go six and it is pure. Six? Six is a lot. I think it, it won't be six massive transfers. It'll be, I think there'll be six and that'll be a couple of big hitters to come straight into the eleven. Plus, probably some other kind of fringe players that we'll mm. buy just to, because, as you said, the sheer number of people we're going to lose this summer kind of dictates that you need to go and get players. And it's not all players that are going to come straight into the 11. You need bodies for depth in the squad yeah. because you just, you, you're not going to have it next year. And as you were kind of alluding to, unless you're going to go into the youth team and promote two or three guys and say, right, full time, you're with the regular playing squad, that's it. That's where you are now. And I don't yeah. really see that happening either because a few of these young guys, yeah, will bring them in from time to time. You don't want to be doing that immediately with this sheer upheaval that's going on in the squad. So I'll say six, and as I said, that's not six elite signings. That's just me thinking we need players immediately for the first team, but we also need depth hmm. and yeah, I'll go with that. What do you yeah. think? I think five. I'm going with four or five. I want. I would hope five would be happy with, uh, but I think it'll be four because you know it's the club at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, we, the thing is, while we're having this major sub upheaval, I kind of feel like this is the time to get rid of. Like, I know I said I think Martial will stay for bodies, but it's time to get rid of him. Yeah, get I agree. rid of all these players who are just fringy or whatever. Just get rid of them, and then we can just. Even if we have to be, yeah, like you said, buy some squad players. Now is the time to do it because now is the summer of upheaval and just just like rip it all up and start again, kind of thing. And um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, I, do, I, I think it'll be. I think it'll. I think we'll only buy one. Mid, I, feel, I have a feeling we should. We need two, but I feel we'll only buy one midfielder. We'll buy one midfielder, one winger, one forward, and then a centre back and a right back. But then one of those positions won't won't happen. So it'll be four. So yeah, because I, we always like me and my brother always go back to like mind when Guardiola first went in at Man City, and I remember that like, like just hearing on the radio one day that he had basically went in and not to just to the guys who had contracts expiring, guys who had like eighteen months or twelve months left on their deals. He just went in and anybody that did not suit how he wanted Man City to play, just told them all find new clubs, because you will not mm. be playing. And that that is the opportunity we have. This I don't think it will happen. Agreed, because I just I don't have that faith in the club. But I do think that is what absolutely should happen. Is anybody whose contracts are expiring, and quite frankly, the likes of Lingard and Pogba and whoever, get rid of them. Anybody who is just as you say a hanger on, a fringe player, get rid of them. Just just. Just get rid of them this summer. And if you did that and had so much upheaval, bring new players in. I also think the fans would be a lot more forgiven for what happens next season. Because you would appreciate, yeah, yeah, we've got rid of a hell of a lot of players. We've brought in quite a few new ones. You need to give the entire squad time to just rebalance and start again. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's what I was saying. Like, 
if you do the upheaval now, then at least you have one time of transition embedding in. Whereas I feel like if you bought only four, three or four players now, you're going to have to do the same again. Yeah, exactly. What, in in January, in the summer, and it's more up, you're like, yeah, just get it all one, one and done. But like you said, I don't, I'm not sure I have faith in the club that they will actually do Even that. Even Randnick kind of alluded to that, to that though, like, when the... Yeah, by going on Randnick's word, he wants just everything, yeah. everything should go, burn it all down. Because the guy said to him last night after the game about... Um, how long will it take? Something, it was something along the lines of how long will it take for the club to get back to normal? And he kind of said, look, other clubs have done it in, in two transfer windows. Three. It's not that hard. If you're going to mm. commit to actually changing how you operate, you could easily do it in a year. And I think that was him alluding to, look, <laughs> this summer, if you started it this summer, genuinely, in 12 months' time, the entire picture could look totally different and a lot more optimistic about what could happen moving forward. Agreed. Um, well, we still got to... I feel like this is like almost an end-of-season pod, but we actually do have two games left. Um, Brighton next, um, and then we finish with... We finish with... Palace, I think. Palace. Or Southampton? No, no I think it's Palace, yeah. Palace, yeah. Same team. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, Brighton. Uh, any? I mean, well, well it's been too long. On it. Any predictions for the Brighton game? Do you think we'll win? I honestly don't know. Purely off, Brighton suddenly seem to have started putting some results together. Beating Arsenal, beating uh, Spurs, beating Wolves, which was quite impressive at the weekend. I think that was three 0 as well away from home. Um, I'll go win if we play most of the players that we played last night in a similar sort of style, I think we'll win. Yeah, I think we'll win. Uh, I do think we'll pretty much keep the same team as yesterday, maybe put Fred in for McTee. Um, and then, yeah, I can I can, I can, can see us winning, actually. Uh, I can see us having a nice little run towards the end of the season. Before we go, I would just like to quickly give a shout-out to our sponsor, Manscaped. So I'll do this in my best Nick impression. Um, it says Champions League music to intro, if possible, but I do not want to get sued by UEFA and they probably lo- they probably love to do that let's be honest so there'll be no Champions League unless you want to hum it Jamie um, uh, in the background <laughs> Does- <laughs> is it true Ronaldo sings along to it sometimes doesn't he probably does probably he yeah. loves it he can't get enough probably, of it. it's probably his wake up music isn't yeah, it he can't get enough man. <laughs> um, I wonder what he'll think of the Europa League music <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the Europa League oh music is uh, if you ask me now what Europa like, League music is I only know because Rangers are still in it and obviously uh, watch Rangers and it's kind of like a much shorter jingle it's like See, something like that you, oh yeah you've done that now though but no, still no one knows what it is um, <laughs> yes uh, sorry anyway the champions of grooming are here to save your balls let's be real we all know Manscaped is the world champion of below the waist grooming the Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 will have you feeling sleeker than Ronaldo with his shirt off just make sure you are keeping your Man City under control That that's that that doesn't work. Your man sitting now. Uh, you wouldn't want to get yourself in a scoring position just to have your Ly- Lionel Messi balls blow it harder than PSG in a second leg fixture. This is the copy, guys. <laughs> Come get the best ball products your money can buy earn with the co- again. I'm not sure that works really. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure it works. Anyway, use United Hour Twenty at Manscaped.com to get twenty percent off. Plus free delivery on your order. That's United Hour Twenty to get your twenty percent off and free delivery on your Manscaped order. All joking aside, it's a really good product, really good stuff. Um, the actual product does exactly what you want it to do. Um, keeps you nice and trim. Uh, the nose, hair, and ear hair trimmer is fantastic. So yeah, get yourself over to Manscaped to help support the pod. Um, and that's pretty much it for us. So just as you mentioned, Rangers, do you think they'll win the Europa League? What do you reckon? Come on. Scottish, uh, Scottish, Scotland time. Bias in me will say they'll go through on Thursday. I am really not sure about the final because I've been quite impressed with Frankfurt actually. I watched them against Barca on the playback and then I watched the game against West Ham on the playback. I think they might find it hard and mm. I'm not sure about Thursday. They've given themselves a great chance um, just with the one goal deficit but Leipzig do look good on the counter and I, I think I read they've beat Atalanta, Sociedad and whoever the other team was in the three previous rounds all away from home 
after drawing the home leg. Uh, but I don't know if any of the if any of the listeners have watched Rangers at Ibrox this season, especially in Europe, they've been excellent. The fans are yeah. tremendous. They make it really, really raucous and put a lot of pressure on the other team. So they've given themselves a great chance. I think I think they'll go through on Thursday. I really hope so. Anyway. I I actually can see it being a Rangers Frankfurt final, um, but I, I would I'd kind of back Frankfurt in that game. The only problem with Rangers for Rangers is they've got no strikers, have they? They're both injured. Well, they've got Sakala, and um, he played against Celtic at the weekend, and he's actually really a really good player. I really like him. He's different from Ruth and Morelos because they both like to hold the ball up. Sakala runs in behind, and I think if Rangers just kind of stick to that instead of just trying to keep the ball, like, actually feed him in behind. They could get a bit of joy, but I am just worried about Leipzig going forward. They look really good. The guy, the big guy up front, Kunku, I think his name is. He's Kunku, he's yeah. very impressive. Missed a few chances actually last week um, against Rangers. So it, it'll be a good game anyway. I, I think it'll be a really good watch on Thursday. Yeah, um, everyone stop listening now. Now we start talking about <laughs> Rangers. Uh, but yeah, that's your, that's your homework for this week. Watch uh, watch Forest to Bournemouth tonight, and watch Rangers on uh, on Thursday. There's two other teams playing in some shit. Competition before then, I think some Champions League nonsense. I, I, I won't bother with no, either of those things, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, no, it's a terrible competition anyway. Europa League's where it's at. Um, that'll do it for us. Uh, yeah, as I said, we'll be back after uh, Brighton. Uh, but until then, cheers, Jamie. See you after him, run. Cheers, trips. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.